Hello, and welcome to another edition of the PCOS Diva podcast. This is your host, Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach, and I'm the founder of PCOS Diva. And I don't know if you realize the um, connection between PCOS and mood. In fact, the prevalence of depression in women with PCOS is high and varies from from anywhere between 28 to 64%. And I think something that women with PCOS that I hear a lot um, from women is anxiety. And the prevalence of anxiety in women with PCOS ranges uh, in the medical literature from 34 to 57%. And it was interesting. I was looking at before preparing for this podcast, I was looking at this one study of 300 women and that had PCOS and nearly a third had anxiety. Um, and I think anxiety is something that we really can work um, on improving with diet, and I'm just so thrilled to have the food mood expert with us today, and welcome Trudy Scott. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks, Amy. Thanks so much for having me, and I'm so pleased to be here to share this information because anxiety is such a terrible thing when you're in the middle of it and you're in the midst of it and you're experiencing it and if we can find some relief for your community I would be so happy to be able to share some resources. Uh, Well I know that you will be able to help us find relief and let me just give um, our listeners a little bit of information about your background. Um, You are a certified nutritionist. You're on a mission to educate and empower anxious women about the healing powers of real whole foods and amino acids for eliminating anxiety and emotional eating. You're the author of The Anti-Anxiety Food Solution, How Foods You Eat Can Help You Calm Your Anxious Mind, Improve Your Mood, and End Cravings. And you are the host of the Anxiety Summit, now in its fourth season. And I think that... um, I listened in on the third season, and that's how I was introduced to you. It's really a fantastic summit. And um, I know at the end of the podcast, I want you to give some some more information about your summits. But um, I would love, I just finished reading your book. I think I I kind of flashed your book at one of my um, Facebook lives when I was at the beach and sort of showing um, what I was reading on the beach <laughs> that day, <laughs> and your book was one of them. Um, but you, uh, and I think it's kind of like what I'm doing with PCOS Diva. Um, PCOS was uh, a you know a big struggle for me, and um, you know coming out the other end of uh, on my journey and being able to to feel better and to kind of thrive with PCOS. I think your um, story kind of is parallels that. You know, you also um, dealt with an issue, and that's being anxiety, and kind of came out the other side, and now are helping um, women with anxiety. So I was hoping that you could share a little bit of your story with us to kind of set the stage for for what um, the work that you do. Yes, absolutely. And it's there's so many people who are working in the health area who have their own stories and have lived it. And it's so wonderful, I think, that us women, when we, we go through something and we come out the other side, we we want to share it. We want the world to know that, they, that this exists and that there's a solution. And I find that with a lot of my clients, they'll, 
they'll discover this connection between food and nutrients and their anxiety and their anxiety will go away and then they want to become nutritionists or they want to become advocates or they want to do this. And I think it's wonderful that you've taken your story and your journey and you've you've created it into this amazing community to help women with PCRS. And my story, as you say, is very similar. I was working in corporate America. I was working really long hours. I was totally stressed out and but not anxious at all you know I was a rock climber I was a world traveler I, I climbed um, big walls in Zion I did ice climbing so I wouldn't have considered myself an anxious timid kind of person at all but in my late 30s all of the stress started catching up with me and I would start to get this waking in the early hours with this feeling of doom I was f- fearful of small little things. I didn't like to socialize anymore. It felt very uncomfortable having people come to the house, even people that I knew. You know, having dinner parties was a very stressful situation. And then I started to have panic attacks. And the first panic attack I had, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what's happening? I'm dying. You know, this is just so terrifying. I I couldn't breathe. You know, I was hyperventilating. I've got to get outside. I've got to get outside. What's happening? And then absolutely exhausted afterwards and I remember my husband spending all night on the computer trying to figure out what had happened to me and trying to find these solutions and it took me a number of years to put all the puzzle pieces together but basically it was total you know adrenal fatigue I was going into perimenopause so my hormones were all over the show that was having a big impact I discovered that I had gluten issues I was eating a vegetarian diet, which did not suit me, and I was eating a lot of processed soy, which was problematic, and uh, heavy metal. So I had this perfect storm of things that all came together, and it took a number of years to find the answers. But I will share that the immediate solution for me was GABA. It's an amino acid that gave me immediate relief, which was wonderful because all of these other things that I was talking about take longer to deal with. You know, you've got to heal the gut if you've got gluten issues. You've got to do all, heal the adrenals. You've got to try and balance the hormones and change the diet and everything else. But something that I use with my clients a lot are these individual amino acids. And they're amazing because you get relief right away and you get feel hopeful while you're dealing with all these other issues. So GABA was amazing. We're going to talk about some of the other amino acids today today. to boost serotonin and to help balance blood sugar. But using those amino acids, making the dietary changes, balancing out the hormones, removing the foods that were problematic, completely eliminated the anxiety. And I really want to just emphasize that a lot of people will say, my anxiety is so bad and I have such terrible panic attacks or my depression is so serious. There's no way that food and nutrients could have an impact. Uh, I'm the kind of person who definitely needs medication. And I really want to let you know that that's not the case. No matter how serious the anxiety or the panic attacks or the depression is, if it is an underlying nutritional deficiency or one of these uh, issues that I've just talked about, it can be completely eliminated. You don't have to manage it because a lot of people are told, you're going to have anxiety forever, here's some medication, go to therapy, you just need to manage it. And that's definitely not the case. It can be completely resolved. Yeah, and, and I see that happening um, with women that I work with. So many of the PCOS issues can be resolved with 
lifestyle change and supplements and diet. And I often think of women um, with PCOS who are really struggling are kind of overfed and undernourished. So they're eating, you know, a lot of like the standard American diet, which sounds like what you were doing and I was doing certainly when I was suffering with PCOS. And you're missing some of the key key nutrients or you're eating foods that are causing, um, you know, inflammation and, and intolerances that that I think add to the mood disorders. My husband's kind of, he makes me laugh because sometimes if I've sort of slipped on my diet and I, immediately I can notice it, or he notices it in my mood, <laughs> whether I'm like irritable or, or kind of down. It, for me, it's more of like a depressive sort of state and, and moodiness, irritability than anxiety. But he'll ask me, all right, what did you eat? <laughs> because we can really tie it that closely to, to food. Um, so I'm just wondering if you could give us some general guidelines. And and so I'm sure so much of what you're going to be sharing is in detail in your book because there's some really excellent information about um, diet in your book. But kind of give us a just an overview. From a dietary point of view? Yes, yes. So the foundation is real whole foods and obviously not the standard American diet as you said. So real foods, so stuff that's not in a box and if we're talking gluten free it shouldn't be something that says gluten free on the label, it should be just naturally gluten free like meat or chicken or or eggs. So when we're talking about these quality proteins, the important thing is the, the word quality, so grass fed red meat, wild fish, pastured chickens or eggs organic fruits and vegetables is a lot of research showing how pesticides can actually increase anxiety and ADHD type symptoms so keeping those out of the diet because if we are sensitive you know if we've got PCOS or if we're more prone to anxiety or whatever the issue is we're going to be more sensitive to these these things that other people may say are not a big issue and definitely organic is important but then eating healthy fats like butter and coconut oil and olive oil to help keep the blood sugar stable. Blood sugar swings are really problematic. They stress the adrenals. They uh, make us irritable. They can make make us actually feel more anxious and they can actually cause full-blown panic attacks in some people. So making sure to have protein at breakfast time to set you up for the rest of the day so you're not going to have these blood sugar ups and downs and uh, avoiding things like uh, foods that may be problematic, like gluten, uh, and dairy for some people may be problematic. Often if you have a gluten sensitivity, you may possibly have a dairy issue as well. Finding out if there are other foods that are you have an intolerance to, because as you mentioned, there's going to be this inflammation going on, which is going to wreak havoc on the body. So those are some of the basics. Obviously, we want to add in wonderful fermented foods like sauerkraut, if they can be tolerated, and it's all very individualized. Right. We have histamine imbalances with people with anxiety, and if you have an issue with histamine, then sauerkraut may not work for you. So it's really finding what's going to work for each individual person. So one thing that you mentioned that you were a vegetarian and you kind of realized that that just wasn't working for you um, with anxiety, and I, I honestly have not been able to find... Um, so particularly a vegan 
woman with PCOS who's really thriving. And and I, you know, back in that fat-free era, I was I considered myself a vegetarian, um, and I I think I consisted on fat-free cream cheese and bagels um, and frozen <laughs> yogurt. And that was, and, but I really was not getting enough protein. Um, and I think protein is so so important. So maybe you could just speak a little to you know for the the vegetarians out there that are suffering with anxiety. Like, where where do you begin if you do? Do you think that that's a real game changer for for women out there? I do. Um, that are vegetarian. Yeah, I really ahead. do. And I, I hear what you're saying about you know, PCOS and thriving if you're a vegan. And I know it's a touchy subject. I know when I was a vegetarian, no, there's no way anyone could have convinced me to change my diet. I, I was doing it for humane reasons, and, and there was no way I was going to go back to animal protein. But I felt so terrible eating that way, and I see it so much with women with anxiety and panic attacks. And a lot of people will have realized that and, you know, come and work with me and say, yes, I've just changed back to eating animal protein and I feel so much better. So it's the, it's definitely an issue that seems to uh, make a big difference and that it's a big thing for many different reasons. The, the blood sugar stability is one area, but just providing all those amino acids, which right. are the building blocks to make our neurotransmitters, to help us with hormone production, uh, with iron, which is such an important nutrient for making neurotransmitters and for, for feeling good, and zinc, which is so important when it comes to anxiety. So there's uh, many different reasons. We've also got really good levels of omega-3s, for example, in grass-fed red meat. So, yes, uh, it is a game-changer for so many of my clients, and it's a tough topic to talk about, but a lot of people will fight it, and once they recognize that it's something they need to change, they do notice a big difference. Well, and I want to get into the amino acids here in a minute, but first I just want to kind of finish... um, what I want to bring up about the, the diet um, and ask you about diet. So when reading your book, you, you talk a lot about keeping insulin balanced and blood sugar balanced, and that's a real issue for women with PCOS. Um, and one of the things that I think we really deal with are sugar cravings. Um, and you you had a really interesting tip on how we can kind of in the moment when you're trying to wean yourself off of sugar and you have an intense craving, uh, you, uh, you have a tip. And, and I'd love for you to share that with, with the divas. Yes. So the amino acids are wonderful to stop cravings, all of them, actually. I, I mentioned GABA. Uh, there's also tryptophan. There's also tyrosine. There's also... Um, DPA. So there's, those are the the four of the amino acids that I work with. But the one that we, that you are referring to is glutamine, and glutamine is an amino acid that helps to stabilize blood sugar. And when you open up a capsule directly onto the tongue, it can completely eliminate that desire for something sweet. Now it's only going to work if that desire for something sweet is related to low blood sugar. Because it may, may be at the moment 
you are going for sugar because you're feeling stressed and you need some GABA relief, then, then GABA would work more effectively. But so many people with hormonal imbalances, as you mentioned, and certainly if you've got PCOS, low blood sugar is a common uh, symptom. So it's likely that it's going to work. I will say that every single one of my clients that I work with have benefited from glutamine. So it's probably going to work, but I just wanted to make that you know disclaimer that we are all individual and not everything is going to work for everyone. But when it works, it is amazing. And I'll share a little story of a client that I worked with. She, the, the term that she used is this demonic urge to eat everything sweet. And she was pretty healthy. Otherwise, she was a yoga instructor and her diet had improved. But she would make these little concoctions with natural sweeteners and nut butters and things. She just had to have something sweet. And when I introduced her to glutamine in one of our sessions and she added this, it completely took away that urge to eat something sweet. And she would be preparing this this little concoction with sweet, whatever natural sweetness she was making. And I would say to her, look, just remember, you know, Trudy says to try the glutamine. Even if you feel like, you know, this urge to have something, put the glutamine on your tongue with the expectation that maybe it's not going to work and then I can have this sweet concoction. But most of the time, nine times out of ten, that desire will completely go away. And, and you know, she would put it on her tongue and then she would not even think about the sweet thing that she was making. So it really is pretty amazing. And it what it does is it it helps to stabilize the blood sugar and it is calming as well. And it, then it takes away that, that desire for something sweet. So the, the amino acids are often called miracles by my clients because they work so quickly. And when you do something like glutamine on the tongue, it gets into the brain very quickly so you get an immediate effect. Mm. And and I think that time of day where you're really struggling with something sweet, especially for me, is like that 3 o'clock hour where, you know, I've had lunch. I, I probably really need to have you know, a snack, like a protein, carb, fat um, Mm -hmm. type snack, but you almost want to go the shortcut and just get your sugar fix to get you through the the afternoon. And I think that would be a perfect time to try, for me, to try the, um, the glutamine. Yes, and it definitely would. And and I'm glad you said to try it because we'll only know if we try it. So I'll have my clients do the, the amino acid questionnaire and if they score high in the low blood sugar section, which is this cranky and irritability and you've got this intense desire for something sweet and then also the anxiety and the panic attacks, that's a clue that it could be low blood sugar. Try the glutamine and then see how it works if it works great, then you know you're onto something good. Now, you mentioned the afternoon and feeling like this. I will just share that with low serotonin, you'll also have a sugar craving. And the serotonin starts to take a dip mid-afternoon and evening. So that afternoon craving may be because of low serotonin. So if you've got a lot of other low serotonin symptoms, and I know you said you wanted to talk a little bit about that, so this might be a good lead into that. But if... The glutamine's not working, you try it. If it's not giving you the relief that you need, then you would go back to the, oh, could it be low serotonin? And it may be both. A lot of people need support in both areas. So before we go and talk about serotonin, um, just tell us, like, if we go to the the vitamin store, um, we're looking for glutamine in a capsule on the shelf, like what um, 
amount per capsule are we looking for? So the starting amount for glutamine is 500 milligrams. Okay. And typically I'll have people do, if they score high in this, uh, you know, the low uh, blood sugar section, um, then the, and I'll have them rate their symptoms on a scale of 1 to 10. So if they're cranky, irritable, low blood sugar, anxiety, panic attacks, cravings for something sweet at any time of the day, say you score 9 out of 10 on all of those, then I'll have them do glutamine uh, first thing in the morning when they wake up, mid-morning, mid-afternoon, and then even in the evening if they feel like they get the low blood sugar, or you could just do it as needed. But the, all the amino acids are taken in between meals, so away from protein, so it's not competing for absorption with the other amino acids in the protein that you're eating. And some people can get away with just doing something mid-morning or mid-afternoon. Some people need it throughout the day. So I mentioned 500 milligrams of starting dose, Say, for example, your, your scores were 9 out of 10 in terms of how bad they were. You take glutamine, the 500 milligrams, and you get a two-notch improvement. Maybe it goes to a 7 out of 10. That tells you you need more. So you do that for a few days. Then you go to 2 times 500 milligrams. Okay, how much did that improve? Yes, I'd improved two more notches, but it's not quite there. Then maybe you need three of the 500 milligrams. So mm -hmm. I'll have people do an incremental trial logging how they feel um, and seeing what, you know, what is going to actually work. And I just want to mention, too, that these quizzes are in your book, um, the Anti-Anxiety Food Solution. Yes, so, and I've got an uh, online one on my blog, and maybe we can share that as well so um, people can go and look at that as well if that's easier for them. Okay, great. We will put that there. Um, so serotonin, and I think... This is a neurotransmitter, um, and maybe just uh, you could just kind of go over again about uh, the amino acids and how they they um, affect our neurotransmitters. But that is something it's kind of like your like a feel good neurotransmitter, and it's been shown that women with PCOS tend to be low in serotonin, um, and I know that's one of the reasons why. And I've posted about this several times on my blog about seasonal affective disorder. I think it affects us um, women with PCOS more than than women without it, and I think because of that serotonin issue. Um, but, yeah, we would love to uh, maybe hear some sort of signs that we could be low serotonin, and then if you could, if that resonates with people, maybe just give us some idea of what we can do to sort of boost our serotonin. Okay. So the, some of the signs of low serotonin are the winter blues, obviously, depression. Uh, interestingly enough, there's also a higher incidence of anxiety in the wintertime, and if the anxiety is because of low serotonin, then it, it, it's related to the, the fact that it's in the winter time. So there is a few, quite a few studies that say, you know, more anxious in the winter. And a lot of people will say, oh, it's the holidays, there's a lot going on, that's why I'm more anxious. But I have really seen a strong correlation between increase in anxiety in my clients that have the low serotonin symptoms as well. So don't just put it down to, you know, stressful holidays. Think about whether it could be low serotonin. So we'll often think about this low serotonin being 
tightly correlated with depression and the winter blues, but there's a very big anxiety component. And with the anxiety that we see with low serotonin, it's the worry in the head, the ruminating thoughts, the obsessive Mm -hmm. thinking. Who am I to be doing this? The perfectionist type uh, person, you know, you'll say I'm a perfectionist. This is my personality. And people who address the low serotonin find that they're not such perfectionists anymore and, and it makes their life a lot easier. You'll often oh, have... that is so fascinating. That's <laughs> so fascinating because that describes so many of us, I think, yeah. you know, that so many that are listening can completely resonate with, with yeah. what you Yeah, and saying. it's hard work being a perfectionist. You know? oh, it's, I, <laughs> I can totally relate because that was me and it was one of my mm-hmm. issues that I definitely had and... Um, and then, of course, all the hormonal issues, the PMS, mm-hmm. the perimenopausal symptoms. The, um, we also see irritability, anger issues, rage issues, you know, can be totally related to low serotonin. Digestive issues, so a big tie-in with IBS. Uh, insomnia is a big factor. Uh, problems falling asleep or staying asleep. Now, insomnia can obviously have many different root causes, but one of them could be low serotonin. And then I mentioned all of these neurotransmitters deficiencies have a cravings component, and with low serotonin, again, it's the afternoon and the evening cravings for carbohydrates. So those those are all clues that uh, low serotonin could be a factor. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, if you have some of these symptoms and you think that serotonin could be coming into play, um, what what's the next step? So all the, the information that I mentioned about diet is really important. So we've got to start making those changes because we need those raw materials, the iron, the zinc, the amino acids, the healthy fats, to make all of our neurotransmitters. But again, what I will start my clients on on day one is the amino acid that helps to raise serotonin. And tryptophan is that amino acid. There's another amino acid called 5-HTP, which some people do better on, but I will have my clients start on tryptophan just because I find so many people do so well on it. And again, it's an amino acid that taken will give you immediate relief. And when I'm doing the trial, I'll have someone open up the capsule um, after having rated their symptoms, you know, I've got 9 out of 10 with this worry in the head and uh, the perfectionist and the, you know, I, I feel depressed and I've got insomnia. They'll take the tryptophan and they'll see results right away. And the dosing for the tryptophan is, again, 500 milligrams is the starting dose, mid-afternoon and evening because, as I said earlier, this is when our serotonin starts to take a dip. And you may find that you're doing the glutamine as well earlier in the day maybe for the intense cravings for something sweet, but the taking the tryptophan afternoon and evening will help with these mood symptoms that I've just mentioned and they'll help with those afternoon and evening cravings for carbohydrates. And the the... I've mentioned the starting dose for glutamine and tryptophan being 500 milligrams, and I just want to mention one thing here quickly. Because of you know, because we're all unique and we have our own bio-individuality, there are some clients that I have that are called pixie dust clients, and the starting dose is too much for them. So if if someone is really sensitive 
they'll say, you know, I'll take a small amount of medication and then I'll have a big effect. Or if they've taken supplements in the past and they've noticed that they've had a strong reaction, then I'll actually have them open up a capsule and maybe use quarter of a capsule just to start and build up until they find the ideal amount for them. So it is very individualized. I, you know, I'll have some people say, I took, you know, 500 milligrams of GABA, for example, which is the other amino acid that we haven't got to talk about. I'll have to come back and talk about that one. But And that's too much for them. So going down to a smaller amount can help. So finding what is going to work for you, I think, is really important to emphasize. And then one other quick thing I wanted to mention about the tryptophan and the 5-HTP is if you are taking a SSRI, if you're on a prescription antidepressant, uh, there is a precaution. You do need to let your doctor know because there's this possibility of serotonin syndrome, uh, which is too much serotonin. And I will have my clients tell their doctor that they would like to use tryptophan and then take the tryptophan six hours away from the SSRI. So if they take the SSRI in the morning, then from 2 to 3 in the afternoon would be safe to then take the tryptophan. Yeah, that, that's really important because I know a lot of women are on um, antidepressants um, as well uh, as part of their PCOS treatment. So very important information. Um, and with the tryptophan, do, are you still putting it on your tongue like you do with the glutamine? When I have, when we're doing the trial initially to figure out what the effects are. I always opened onto the tongue because I'll be doing it with someone one-on-one or if we're in a group program, I'll be having people do it there and then so they can gauge what it is because it's really powerful when you feel it yourself. You know, if I can tell you it's amazing, that's one thing, but if you actually experience it, it's incredible. A lot of my clients will say to me, could this really be happening? Could it really be working so quickly? This just doesn't seem possible. Is this a placebo effect? Am I imagining it because I'm sitting here working with you? But it really does work that quickly. So experiencing it by putting it onto the tongue will give you that immediate effect. And then most people can just swallow it after that. Some people, if you've got some kind of you know digestive issue, or if you are just you you know you don't do well with um, you know swallowing supplements like this they will find that keeping it, um, doing it sublingually on a continual basis is what's giving them the best effect. So it's really a matter of figuring out what's going to work for you. Okay. And, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take you up on the offer and have you come back and talk to us about GABA um, <laughs> on another podcast. Uh, but I, I do want to just um, go back, because uh, I forgot to ask you this question um, before we, we wrap up. But so... You know, a lot of women with PCOS have adrenal issues, and they're using caffeine to get through the day. I know um, the Jumpstart program that I run, that's the one thing, you know, I ask them to give up caffeine for the week to kind of, it's like a whole food-based cleanse, kind of a very, very gentle detox, and we, we get rid of caffeine for the week. Well, you know, I'm asking women to do a whole lot of other things too, but getting rid of that caffeine is the most difficult thing um, time and time again. So maybe you could just tell us a little bit about, you know, what um, caffeine and even alcohol, I think that's another one too, is doing to anxiety. And it's interesting that you say it's a hard one for, for your 
community to give up. And I will tell you this, it's exactly the same in my community. It's the one thing that people will hold on to the longest, certainly the caffeine, because it gives us energy and it makes us feel good. But it is causing a problem. It's Obviously, caffeine is a big one when it comes to anxiety. It, we know that it increases our heart rate. It raises our body temperature. It affects our blood sugar big time. I, you know, I remember interviewing Dr. Alan Christensen on one of my summits, and he said, coffee has the same effect on your blood sugar levels as a can of Coke does. So it has a huge impact on, you know, our adrenal function and our hormonal function overall. We, we build up a tolerance to it, so we need more and more. Um, and it's it's self-medicating. We're using it to create energy, and what we really want to do is figure out why do we need it in the first place. Are we not getting enough sleep? Is it because we have got you know low blood sugar? Is it because we are not getting enough quality animal protein and we may be anemic? You know, what is the reason that we self-medicate with it? You know, and, and if anxiety is an issue, it, it really does have to go. And so many people get off it, and they just feel so much better. They can't believe that they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to quit. Now there is an amino acid that actually helps quit. Um, it's um, often we'll have low catecholamines, which will cause us to be fatigued, will cause us to have poor focus, will cause us to have a kind of depression that's different from the low serotonin depression. With low serotonin depression, it's more the sort of worry. Um, anxiety kind of depression with the low catecholamines you've got the sort of blah negative I don't want to get out of bed kind of depression and we'll use coffee to give us that focus to give us that, give us that energy and, and often give us a little bit of a mood boost as well and there's an amino acid called tyrosine which is amazing to help uh, get you off the coffee um, if it is related to the low catecholamine so I'll, you know, I just use these amino acids to help people break these addictions, whether it's sugar or whether it's alcohol or whether it's caffeine, and it's it's pretty amazing how effective they are. I, I just find it so fascinating. I'm I'm going to be trying the the tryptophan for sure, um, especially in, as we are now heading into, you know, that time of year here in New Hampshire where you know the, it's going to be dark at five o'clock soon and. Um, I'm definitely affected by seasonal affective disorder. So just another, like, tool in your toolkit, and I think that's what it's about. You know, we, we um, having a PCOS diagnosis, um, it's not it's something that you'll, you'll, you know, once you have it, you're always going to have it, but you can certainly manage. Some, and like you mentioned in the beginning of the, of the podcast, you know, having anxiety, um, it's not something that you're going to have, you have to live with for the rest of your life. You know, you have these tools in your toolbox, your diet, your lifestyle, and now the amino acids um, to kind of help you thrive um, and and have that quality of life that you deserve. Absolutely. Uh, well, Trudy, I know that we've just scratched the surface of... Um, you know your your knowledge on this topic, and I know that there's going to be women that want to dive deeper. So, tell us, um, you know, how we can learn more about the work you do, and um, you know, more about the summit. Uh, it is, I know I've shared it with my community, but you do have those 
um, the summits available um, on your site if you want to go back and catch up, especially on this year's. Yes, all four summits are available, so I've done four of them. And one of my favorite uh, pieces of feedback from someone was they call, they, it's been, they've been called a bouquet of hope. And a lot of people will just say, you know, why did no one tell me that my anxiety could be related to diet and nutrition and these biochemical underlying causes? So I'm trying to spread the hope and, and, and just give people solutions that they can use so they don't have to feel anxious. And you can go to theanxietysummit.com. And right now um, we're planning season five, which will be in 2017, but you can sign up now and get access to five audios from previous summits so you can get a feel for what we've talked about in previous summits. And and then all four are available if anyone wants to dig deeper and go back and, and you know purchase them and listen to some of the, the prior experts that I've interviewed on the summits. And then, of course, my book is a great resource the anti-anxiety mm-hmm. food solution, as you said, it just goes through step by step. A lot of people pick that up and um, start to make the changes. And uh, for some people, it's simple dietary changes, which are, you know, in the first section of the book. And then for others, they need to use the amino acids. And I would say that you know, if you can resonate with any of the symptoms that we've talked about in today's session, you're probably going to find that the amino acids are just miraculous for you. That, so many of my clients just find them to be so amazing and I just feel so thankful that I had the opportunity to work with Julia Ross. She's the author of The Mood Cure. I spent two years working in her clinic and she's the pioneer in the use of these amino acids and the person that I learned about them from and it's just made such a difference in my practice and for all my clients. So I just love having the opportunity to share well, thank you for sharing with us today. I've, I've, I'm very grateful that you took time to to talk with us, and, and I look forward to um, inviting you back on the podcast to continue our conversation. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for what you're doing, and um, thanks very much for having me. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, and I look forward to being with you again soon. Take care. <laughs>